0: like Samuel because we are off another trip to the mighty Lucha Yes, brought to us this time by Drew Carey and Andy Richter. B.G. Richter. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we were ringside so close that I had rustlers at my feet. I was Practically choking on the Bengay. Oh, yeah. There was a couple times, like, when there were six of them in the ring at once, it was like it was like chemical warfare. I was like, Dirty Sanchez, where they hurt you because you smell like all of the Icy Hot. <laughs> yes. Like, that mm-hmm. man is covered in yeah. Icy Hot. Yeah, that's not pudding that's Icy Hot. He whips out. Uh, right, but it was an excellent Chalfuego de pasión. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was the annual Valentine's Day show. Yes. Jack Cartwheel still has the best butt in the game. He does. There's a lot of cheeks that evening. Just cakes for days. Yes. Thank the, you, pretty Peter Avalon. Yes. Your pretty a, cheeks. Which was such a pleasant surprise. Yeah. To see him at an indie thing outside of AEW mm-hmm. was was nice. Yeah. I think almost like the majority of the shows we've seen, mm-hmm. sh- I think... He, I, I think he's just failed to show up maybe twice. Yeah, maybe. But he he's like L. A. based. Yeah, he LA just lives wrestler. in Burbank. He's stalkable. Yeah, oh. <laughs> true. I mean, but I know I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. I'm just saying he's not far. <laughs> yeah. And we were so close. You could see the pimples on the booty. Yes, you could. could the tell. razor bumps. We can tell who shaves that ass, <laughs> and who does not take the time. Yeah. Peter Avalon, shaves his booty. Yep. He's furry. And in case you didn't know where you are, I am Samara. (laughs) And I am Jeannie. And this is is Talk Talk Deadly to Me. me. Oh, Jeannie, have I got a story for you. Excellent. How do you feel about taxes? I think I feel very passionately about taxes. I wish I paid high taxes. That means I'm living a great life. How do you feel about death and taxes? Unavoidable. Oh, actually... You don't have to pay taxes. You can go to jail, but you don't have to pay taxes. You've got to die. You mean, you mean the choices? <laughs> yeah. You have no choice about dying. This is true. Like, I, like My aunt always used to say, I ain't got to do shit in this world, but stay black and die. Facts. <laughs> Everything else is purely optional. Exactly. And today, but I think the French had the right idea. about. They got to the point with um, tax avoiders mm-hmm. that they involved death. Death to tax evade Guillotine sound effect. Shump. Right? <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about Byron Tax Looper. Loop? Byron Tax Looper. Oh my god. That sounds like, like a character out of a futuristic, apocalyptic, like, Wild West video game. Nope, he is a real life person. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so we will start these things where we always start. At the beginning. Excellent. Byron Anthony Luper was born on September fifteenth, nineteen sixty four, in Cookville, Tennessee. A Virgo? Uh yeah, he's on the Virgo end. Okay. He is he is not a Libra. We are not claiming this. <laughs> we are not doing this with him. He is firmly a Virgo. And he's from Tennessee. Tennessee, yes, <laughs> take, take me to another place. <laughs> take me to another <laughs> land. Help me understand your plan. Oh man, that's what I would think if I was growing up in Tennessee. Take me to another place. Okay. Yeah, that was a great, great album. I have to dig that one up. It, yeah, it. Yeah, Mr. Wendell. <laughs> yeah, I was reminded of it recently. Ah, well, soon after Byron was born, his family left Tennessee for Georgia. Where his father took a job as a school superintendent. Oh, cool. Not long after the family landed in Georgia, Byron's parents divorced. Oh. While we don't know a lot about what Byron was like as a kid or the inner workings of their house, mm-hmm. um, the few friends that he had Uh-oh. Um, describe him as having a fairly normal oh. middle middle or lower working class mm-hmm. background. His dad's a superintendent. That's his mom class. is like a nurse. Yeah, that's that's solidly middle class. He's shuffling back and upper. forth. He's shuffling back and forth to two houses, but yeah. neither house is hurting. Got it. Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. In 1983, right after graduating from high school, Byron began attending West Point. Oh, where he had his sights set on the military career. Yeah, but that wasn't able to happen. Um, he fell off of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he fell off if of a horse. If it wasn't for my horse, I would have finished college. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he fell off his horse and he oh, touched up to his knee. Mm. And that caused him to be honorably discharged <laughs> from the military. Do equestrian accident? <laughs> yeah. That is so bougie and stupid. It it strikes of, I want a military career, and military stuff is too hard, so let me just get out of here. (laughs) But that's just me. I know things. After being honorably discharged from the military, Mm -hmm. Byron finished his studies at the University of Georgia. Okay. Good school. When Byron was 23, he became politically active. Oh, Oh, dear. That dangerous time. He joined the Young Democrats uh-huh. and got himself elected a president of the Young Democrats. Okay. See, Young Democrats actually are young. Yeah, they're not like 45. <laughs> yeah. 38. I'm like some other young. Yeah, nuns, like I was watching something on Kevin McCarthy and they're like, when he was 37, he was the president of the Young Republicans. I'm like... I know, he, right? He was th- huh? 37. I know. Right. I feel like you should be between the ages of, like, 20 and 28. Yeah, get, you would think. 37, okay. <laughs> but Byron was forced to resign his um, tenure as president of the Young Democrats mm-hmm. after a few months in office. Uh-oh. We don't know all of the details. <laughs> but? But he was encouraged to resign by friends. Wow. Now, I suspect that while we don't have, like, the dirty details... Yeah, unfortunately. That this is all Byron's annoying, petulant, Mm. know-it-all personality rubbing people the wrong way. (laughs) That he's just too... He is too abrasive a person to hold power in any significant... Yeah, way you do have to be likable on some level. Like you know, they say absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to just like the tiniest bit of power is <laughs> yeah. all it takes to corrupt this guy. Yeah, for some people, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't even have to be like complete and absolute. It's just like just a little responsibility, and he he's just off to the races with crazy. Uh, uh. And I think that's why his friends are like, "Why don't you stop? Him? <laughs> why don't you stop? Uh, You're awful like this. Yeah, stop." Give it up. Yeah, you should. You Step should down. not be president of this. This is <laughs> bad. But resigning from the Young Democrats did nothing to deter Byron's political aspirations, mm. and he took his first shot for running for office in nineteen eighty eight when he ran for state legislature. Okay. Byron may not have run his election, but by running for office, he did get a job as a legislative aide for three years. Okay. While working at the state legislator on and off, because he wasn't always one staff, Yeah. Byron studied at the Stetson School of Economics and at Mercer University, okay. and attended law school for a little while in Puerto Rico. <laughs> that sounds legit. I mean, it's not like you can't learn law in Puerto Rico, but wow, it seems like an out-of-the-way place to go. It's like Fred Toe Carr's and his, like, <laughs> doctorate from the Bahamas. Yeah. Like, are there good accredited law schools and universities in Puerto Rico sure. and the Caribbean? there has there to be. But there usually aren't the ones that these cats yeah. are patronizing. Yeah. <laughs> They're usually not the places where your yeah. credits transfer over to the mainland. Exactly. This is a little more fly-by-night. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Byron's legal aspirations were short-lived when he sued his school in Puerto Rico because they refused to teach one of his classes in English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. How dare oh. this? Spanish-speaking territory. Not speak English to me! But only one class, though. my <laughs> God! It was only one class. <sighs> which probably meant they didn't have any English-speaking teachers for that class. yeah. Also, you're in Puerto Rico. Just learn Spanish. Yeah, you would. Duh. Think. <laughs> You'd think. You'd think. You would think. Um, and to sue them, to go straight to suing them. He did sue, and he did win a small yeah amount of cash, like a few grand. Huh. Um, everybody that knew him thought the lawsuit was weird because it's yeah. like, just don't take that class until you can get an English-speaking professor. Yeah. That's just so weird. They're like, I don't know why you're making a big deal to sue your school. Maybe he, maybe he's one of those people that just likes to fight. He is one of those people that just likes to fight and be litigious, and he thinks he Ugh. knows everything, and he thinks he's right. Oh, God, I hate him already. Oh, these are a few of my hateable things. things. So after the whole Puerto Rican law school thing, Byron started telling people that he had worked for Ber- Bear and Stearns <laughs> for a Puerto Rican affiliate. Okay. And that he was um, assistant to the president at that affiliate office. Mm. But it would turn out to be a lie because Bears and Stearns did not have an affiliate office in Puerto Rico in the 80s. Yeah. it's, it's just Which is probably why I told that lie. You can't look that up. <laughs> who's going to gonna check up on Puerto Rico? I mean, but you can, though. We, you, can, you can find that out. <laughs> I know it was the late 80s and internet wasn't as ubiquitous, yeah. but you still had phone books. True. But oh, no. do you have a phone book for Puerto Rico? Dial operator. They can figure it oh, out. It's a right. U.S. territory. That's true. that's true. While the school thing and his weird lies took up a lot of Byron's time, mm-hmm. he did manage to get work on Al Gore's first political campaign in 88. Okay. And four years later, he got a staffing gig on Bill Clinton's Tennessee presidential campaign. Okay. So he's like really persistent. Yes, And really, like, focused and single-minded on this. In a way that's probably not good. (laughs) Well, I would say most everyone getting into politics shouldn't. True story. True story. (laughs) Just broadly. However, when the campaign was over and Clinton and Gore won office, Mm -hmm. Byron was pissed that he didn't get a job offer within the administration. Oh, God. Jesus. No, he worked on the campaign. Yeah. He didn't work. For the campaign, yeah. if you know what I mean. Oh, no, I know what you mean. He's one of a thousand people. Thousands of people. Who, yeah. But You're stuff, not a close it, advisor. You're not going to get that plum roll. Right. He wasn't yeah. working on the campaign in that capacity. No. He was one of, like he said, thousands of people that hung door knockers, made yeah. phone calls, sent out petitions. Yeah. And that's not to say you enveloped. can't move up from there. No, you can't. But you're just you're just get from that. You would just get more work on campaigns, and hopefully, you right. just move up in the, in in the, the range. until one day you are a political campaign strategist. Yeah, because that's the guy that gets the job. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's yeah. You know, it's not going to be the people just. Making phone calls and doing office work. Like how the, the guys from Pod Save America, how long were they Obama's speech writers oh, I have no idea. and campaign advisors before they spun off into podcasting? Yeah. Like they had been some of them, if not most of them, had been with him since Chicago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as speech writers, advisors, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. That's why he took them to the White House. Yeah. yeah. Because they'd already been working for him in that mm-hmm. capacity. Byron just stuffs some them. <laughs> yeah. So even though Byron has done a lot to try to get political influence. Yes. <laughs> he strikes out a lot. Yeah. Good, because people who want it that bad. <laughs> Oof. But he will find some success eventually. Mm. So while getting not getting the job in the Clinton Gore administration was disappointing, it did not dull Byron's political aspirations. Okay. By early by the early 1990s, Byron had returned to his native Cookville, Tennessee. Mm. Once there, he switched parties and became a Republican <laughs> before throwing himself whole hog into trying to get local office. Mm. In 1994, Byron ran against an incumbent named Jer Hargrove. Okay. J-E-R-E Hargrove. Jer. Jer Hargrove. Short for for Jeremiah. Probably. (laughs) Um, For state representative. Byron would ultimately lose that bid for state representative, Uh but his campaign was memorable because he didn't do any debates, he mm-hmm. didn't do any public appearances, okay. but all he did was run negative attack ads. Oh, okay. That promised to break up the good old boy network of the Democratic establishment <laughs> in Tennessee and accuse his opponents of being corrupt. Oh my God. Never debated anybody. Yeah. Never, you know. That makes sense. Like, around that time, that would have been like when Newt Gingrich was just poisoning every well he could find. And, you know, doing that contract with America, you know, Democrats are demons, shit. True. That's just, like, yeah. I'll hand him, he's got some political instincts to notice where the wind was blowing. I mean, true, but he's also just, I just don't like him. Oh, yeah. He's just desperate for power. Oh, yeah. And, it, like, it, like obviously he doesn't have any real, like, principles. No. If you could switch parties like that. He's just mad he didn't get the cushy job. I just want the important job. He wants to sit in an office mm-hmm. and, and say he has some sort of a fancy title and, mm-hmm. and then be allowed to bully people. Respect me. Respect my authority. My authority. <laughs> yeah. even when Byron was attacking his opponents on the stump, he did his best to channel good relations with his opponents. Yeah. Huh. So he's on the stump. In all of his commercials, mm-hmm. remember he's not glad handing, kissing yeah. babies, anything yeah. like that. On the stump, all he's saying is, the good old boy Democratic Network needs to be broken up. Yeah. They are corrupt politicians, and I am here to set the record straight. Yes. But when he's not putting out these attacks ads, he's like, so, um, hey, Jared. Yeah. Um, if I don't beat you, which I'm probably not. So mm. let's just be clear. I'm going to lose this race. But when I lose, um, could you get me a position on the Farmers Home Administration? <laughs> I don't know why specifically the Farmers Home Administration, yeah. but he wanted a job there. <laughs> but if you can't do that, maybe you could like get me some sort of pet federal post in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I like he Puerto Rico. He likes Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's nice. It's a beautiful country. I'll hand him that. He's got good taste in countries. Why he's obsessed with going there is mm-hmm. is beyond me. He wants to take that class. It's in English and, now. But, right? But, but it's weird that, you know, you are good old boys and you're corrupt. Yeah. But then off the stump, you're mm-hmm. trying to ask the same cat for favors. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm either going to break up the good old boy network or become a part of it. And anybody that screams about trying to break it up really wants to be more part of it. Yes. More than anything in life. So two years after losing his bid for state representative, mm-hmm. Byron set his sights on the tax assessor position in Putnam County, Tennessee. All right. Byron's opponent in this election had been in office for 14 years, but he had faced some criticism for property reappraisals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no one's ever going to be truly happy with that. Right. The county tax assessor's office in Putnam County is a low low profile and local enough that when you ran, there wasn't the expectation of debates or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Byron insisted on running the same sort of negative campaign where he was (laughs) constantly accusing his opponent of cutting deals for political favor. And he vowed to lower taxes for the good people of Putnam County. (laughs) Can you do that as tax assessor? Uh, Um, no, (laughs) I didn't think so. No, you can't. Um, (sighs) the the tax assessor has nothing to do with setting state or federal tax laws or rates. Their entire job is to look at property and tell you how much tax you should pay on it. Mm-hmm. That's their—that's the to one. assess. It literally says it in the title. <laughs> that they, you are a tax assessor. I understand the first part. I am in charge of tax. <laughs> That's really what he's out here treating Basically, it like. Basically, yeah. He's literally treating it like the tax assessor is in charge of all taxes. I think that little of your intelligence. <laughs> it's like, no, the tax assessor just assesses tax. He's not in charge of it. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. In addition, in addition to promising to lower taxes, even though he's whatever. Mm-hmm. Byron promised to shake up the good old boy network. Mm-hmm. Root out democratic corruption in Putnam County. The cabal. He is so dedicated. Yeah. To lowering your taxes. Yeah. And rooting out democratic corruption in Putnam County. <laughs> yeah. I'm really to put my money where my mouth. Does he change his middle name from Anthony to Low Tax? Oh, God. Complete with parentheses. <laughs> so his God. legal name is now Byron Perens, Low Tax Perens, Looper. <sighs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so dumb. You know... this stunt queen. He's not the first stunt queen to do it. <laughs> really? I mean, he may oh, be... Oh, I'm sure. Like, but who else? I count it, like, some 25... Oh, God. ...other so, low-level politicians that have changed their middle names to so low-tax. cringy. Too low-tax? Mm-hmm. God damn. they changed their names to low-tax, usually a middle name. <laughs> Yeah. Oh god. A bunch of people have named their t- their pets Low Tax. Low Tax. That's that just sounds like a character in like a Buck Rogers. It's love story. Tax. Pew, 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 <laughs> low Tax, pew, 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 pew pew. But yeah, he changed his name from Byron Anthony to Byron Perens Low Tax Paren's Looper. Okay. <laughs> but Perens are part of it and it's on the legal paper yeah. so I could go to jail if I don't call him Byron Perens, Low Tax Perens. <laughs> you won't go to jail. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go to jail for that dumb shit. I, what, stunt queen. Total oh. stunt queen. And as we all know, Roxy Andrews is the stunt queen for the agents. True. If you can't do that, just don't bother. But Byron would win the Office of Tax Assessor by 800 votes. That's tight. Yeah. 800. That is pretty tight. But it's almost as soon as Byron took office, it was clear that he would not be able to keep any of the promises in his campaign. Yeah, one tax assessors are not in charge of taxes. Yeah, sorry, dude. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, that is literally not in his job description to change taxes. Yeah. On top of that, Byron couldn't handle the basics of managing an office <laughs> or people. <laughs> Or himself, for that matter. Mm. According to to former employees, Byron was rarely in the office. Oh. Matter of fact, right after he won, he took a three-week job to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Him in Puerto Rico? There's got to be a chick there that we don't know about. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Or a boy. Yeah. Or he just fell in love. But, like, just go over there and leave the good people of Putnam County alone. Yeah,
1: Go oh, and Sessa no.
0: Peach. Then he'd be bothering Puerto Ricans. <laughs> they don't deserve that. You're right. I, I just need him to just... Tennessee not, historically has asked for it a little bit. Just, just <laughs> he shouldn't be anywhere near public office. Yeah. Definitely that. So, other former employees recall that Byron was... A biased, unlikable person <laughs> who is actively condescending to all of his employees, but most specifically any Democratic employees, while sucking up to and promising favors to Republicans that <laughs> he hoped to enlist as allies. No one likes him. Yeah. Even, like, the people who are, like, on the receiving end of good treatment. No one <laughs> likes him. <laughs> Like He's the, a turd. The Democrats were happy to see him switch parties. Oh, good. <laughs> and the Republicans can't had anything to do with him. Yeah. He didn't get to go to their parties. <laughs> no one likes him. That's hilarious. He's awful. And he also treated his constituents with disdain. Mm. From where Byron sat, the people of Putnam County are just a bunch of well-scrubbed rubes. <laughs> And it's up to him as the tax assessor to save these ignorant Hill Williams from themselves. Oh my god. Delusions of competence. And he is not competent. Uh, mm -mm. When Byron did show up to work, he berated and belittled his office staff, (laughs) often firing people that he thought were disloyal to him. Oh god, who does this sound like? There are a lot of people interviewed in all of the newspaper articles about this case that say Byron Looper was Trump before Trump. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like just a thin-skinned, insecure little ding-dong who is just petty with any power you hand him. Once it got so bad the Byron got into a fistfight with a taxpayer <laughs> and a county worker that was trying to break him up. Oh, God. What? What, what is... Do we know what the fist fight started over? No, but I imagine he said something fucked up to the taxpayer. Yeah. And the taxpayer got <laughs> in his face and said something fucked up back. <laughs> and then when the worker tried to break it up, Byron was like, how dare you, you disloyal bastard, put hands oh, on God. me. Oh, God. And then yeah. it just becomes a melee. <laughs> God. How dare you, disloyal bastard. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm Byron Looper. Respect my authority. Wait, I'm Byron Perens, Low Tax, and Perens Looper. Mm -hmm. Low Tax. Do you know who I am? Low Tax. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not long after Byron returned to his work after his three-week surgeon in Puerto Rico, yeah, he put out this big old press release, made it a big deal that he had found. $100 $100 million worth of property that wasn't on the tax rolls. Hmm? And he was like, and this is just proof of the Democratic corruption in the machine <laughs> and the corruption of the good old boy network keeping things out of the tax rolls for their friends. What was it, churches? It was a bunch of random properties, but when the county commission looked at Byron's claims... There was nothing unusual about it. Yeah. There's sometimes as the backlog, as Putnam County was mostly rural, but at this time in the 90s, it's going through some growth. Mm-hmm. So when you're having a boom in a city, it's not unusual for you to have a backlog in tax assessments. Okay, yeah. Because now properties need to be assessed and looked at faster than what you can actually get mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were like, this backlog is not unusual. Yeah. We've had them before. Sure, Mm -hmm. this one's big. But we're becoming a rural rural suburb. Yeah. Versus this, like, a sleepy farm county. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, the city commission told him, um, you know, why don't you uh, go do your job? Yeah. Instead of trying to find controversy. Why don't why don't you get out there and assess Yeah, the backlog. The backlog. That's your job. Instead of coming up here (laughs) talking about the good old boys and just go assess property. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what (laughs) During the time that Byron was in office, the Putnam County machine would become accustomed to Byron making all kinds of grandiose claims. Mm -hmm. Um, He'd even gone as far to create a list of every news outlet in Tennessee. There was over 400 of them. Oh, okay. And um, was constantly having his staff fax press releases to all of the news outlets. That is so dumb. To highlight his office's fight against corruption. Oh, God. It's just one county in Tennessee. The other counties don't give a shit. Jeannie, how will the press ever know about how he brought down the good old boy network? If they don't get the press release about all of the work that he is doing to dismantle corruption. Oh my God! Was there ever a slow enough news day? No. That that's what I thought. <laughs> it's so no, dumb. his foxes were getting thrown away right with those. Your office just won a trip to the Bahamas. (laughs) Or all that, those spam faxes people Mm -hmm. used to get. They're ending up in the circular file with Byron's missives. And when he wasn't, you know, bragging about how his office was breaking up the good old boy network and doing all of this, Mm -hmm. he was fond of reminding news outlets... He's also the most educated tax assessor in Tennessee. Oh God! Okay, uh, dropped out of West Point. Yeah, that's right. Okay, to horse injury. Yeah. Okay, didn't finish law school. For you annoyed weekend. that horse. That Probably. horse got rid of you on Perbie. Yeah, the horse was like, "Not today," and, and <laughs> threw you off. Yes. And you're lucky he didn't kick you for good measure. <laughs> yeah. Just walked into some low branches. Okay. Get him off me. Now, as much as Byron liked to crow about fighting corruption, Byron had no problems with dipping his own toes into the corruption pond. (laughs) Of course. Because when he does it... Those who screech about corruption wish to... Wish to do the corrupting. Yeah. I would like to corrupt you, sir. Yes. Anybody interested in some corruption? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller. 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 Anyone who likes corruption, corruption for sale. I got you, corruption, Corruption right here, little girl. Okay. (laughs) In his official capacity, Byron filed frivolous lawsuits to other county agencies. He accused the Putnam County voter, Putnam County, of voter fraud, (laughs) saying that they. Shit, he is ahead of his time. He said that they used rigged voting machines. No, which is weird because he won. (laughs) He won. Oh my god. He won. But, but not he, big enough. Well eight hundred. He should have <laughs> won more counties. <laughs> more bigly or whatever the fuck. More bigly. Being. Oh my god. So he accused this is intolerable. He accused them of using rigged voter machines even though he won. And when his lawsuits didn't work, Byron got paranoid and started installing cameras all over the office. <laughs> He even tried to get a court order for the sheriff's phone records, because he would—he felt that it would prove that the out-of-control, corrupt, democratic machine and all of its crazy is going to... is tracking Byron. Tracing Good his God. calls. Is, so is this, like, homegrown mental illness, or is this aided by drugs? As far as I know, homegrown. Oh, God. Nobody reports Byron, Byron being anything more than a casual, maybe social drinker. Okay, so he's just like addicted to power. Or the thought of power. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not exactly in power. He's a tax assessor. It's something. To a junkie? It's better than nothing, but yeah. it's like This really is limited. a power junkie. And that is some <laughs> So all of this <laughs> he crazy He can press releases. Okay, on official station. Right? All of this crazy would land Byron in court, sued for (laughs) libel and wrongful termination more than a few times. Meanwhile, Byron's (laughs) girl. The hits keep coming. Oh boy. His girlfriend, who on the campaign trail he said was his wife, she was not, (laughs) just his girlfriend, sued Byron for paternity over her son. Mmm. In her lawsuit, she said that she had gotten pregnant with the boy when Byron raped her. Oh, shit. And she accused Byron of using his position as the tax assessor to illegally try to steal her home. Oh, my God. Actually, that might be one of the the little piece of power he does have. Yeah, because he used his official capacity to create a fake deed and attempted to transfer ownership of the home to himself. Dirtbag. Yeah. Dirt baggy. It didn't work, obviously, but he tried yeah. it. To steal a house? Fuck you! Only, only uh, Sante Kimes. Yeah. Gets to go around stealing houses. Oh, God. <laughs> At least she was entertaining about it. Uh, right? And this was all I think the girl broke up with him or didn't want anything <sighs> to do with him, so now he's like, I'll show you, I'll steal your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think doing like low level dirtbag shit, like enough of it should like bar you from ever being able to run for like any office. Like a dog Woody catcher. BTK was a dog catcher. Oh, that's terrifying, those poor dogs. He didn't do anything to the dogs. That we know of. No, he would have said. Uh um, yeah, because he likes the attention and oh, shit. Fair, fair. He's one of those. BTK <laughs> is one of those people that, even though he's going to be sitting in prison for the rest of his life, he still gets haughty over letters and who he will and what not reply to. And uh, if your letter tedious. is, a, yeah, yeah. He's a very, he is a very pedantic Diva. and tedious person. Yeah, and so he didn't do anything to the animals, although he enjoyed finding people and their animals over dumb shit. <laughs> Uh, Like Mons being an inch overgrown. Yeah. That is serial killer behavior. It really is. So it had nothing to do with animal torture. He tortured people in other ways. (laughs) So when Byron was asked about these allegations, like, is this your son? Mm Right. Whatever. Byron put out a press release that said, quote, she left me with press release. Oh, yeah. A press release. Okay. She left me with heart palpitations. A small box of memorabilia and a red G <laughs> string. A small box of memorabilia and a G string? Yeah, red. How is that not part of the memorabilia? I don't know. It's just so weird. And, and sexist and misogynistic. And, and heart palpitations. He yeah, had those. Yeah. <laughs> God. She's too good for you, bud. She Yes. But when it seemed like his girlfriend was going to make headway on her $1.2 million lawsuit wow. against him. Good for her. Oh, she was suing for paternity. She was suing civilly for the sexual assault. Mm. She was suing for trying to steal her house. Yeah. She's coming for all of it. Good. Yeah, I would too. Good for her. She's a fighter. And so when it seemed like she was making headway by was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm the kid's father. Let's put me on regular child support roles or something like yeah. that. I'm not going to give her one point made Kid no. is now my son. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Because he is now. Oh, man. Petty bitch. By March of 1998, Byron would be charged with 14 (laughs) counts of corruption. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And crimes. Brought to you by, I'll take down the Democratic Democratic good old boy network machinery. (laughs) 14 counts. 14 counts. Of corruption. And crimes. (laughs) Corruption and crimes. Yeah, that included, but not limited to theft of service. <laughs> yes, because he would just go in and get stuff and be like, "I'm the tax assessor. You can't <laughs> charge me." And would just take things. Oh my god! Or have people perform. Does he think he is a cop? He would just have people do a service and not pay. Man, because I'm the tax assessor. What do you what do? You... <laughs> you don't assess me. I assess you. <laughs> the assessing is one way yeah. here sir official misconduct <laughs> misuse of county property mm-hmm. meaning putting up all the cameras and doing all the weird shit you're not yeah. supposed to just do that on county property you know he was using county money for oh that. fuck yeah misuse of um of county property mm-hmm. misuse of and misuse of county employees <laughs> Apparently it is against the law and considered corrupt to use the entire tax assessor's office as your personal PR machine. Yeah. (laughs) All he ever had them doing Mm -hmm. was faxing press releases Mm. to varying news outlets all over Tennessee. Oh my god. That's it. And that is misuse of employees. Yep. Some of the highlights of these charges... Or that um, Byron arbitrarily reassessed the property of people who wouldn't contribute to his campaigns. (laughs) Arbitrarily. He solicited campaign donations from developers in exchange for lower tax assessment. Mm -hmm. He used county funds and workers, like I said, for his PR campaigns to nowhere. Constantly faxing news offices with press releases. Oh my god. Um, He failed to assess some land parcels and then completely removed some taxpayer property from the rolls so that he could make them ineligible to run for public office. What? Yeah. Man, (laughs) Uh, these people. People like him. Every accusation is a confession. Pretty much. Uh But remember, Jeannie, it's the Democratic machine. The cabal. The regime. That good old boy network, not Byron, turning the frogs gay. I'm gonna bust the globalists <laughs> and the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the globalist wink, mm-hmm. wink, wink. You know wink. them, them. Yeah. He's gonna bust up all that and good the old urbans, and oh, all that, those urban yes. people. He's gonna bust up those cabals, genie. God, only Byron can do that <laughs> with a press release to Tennessee local affiliate, <laughs> NBC, whatever the hell. Man. This level of mental illness would have been noticed in, like, a lot of other people a lot faster. True story. But this guy just, how long does he fail upward? We're almost there. (laughs) Because this has been a long run of failing upward. Like, this should not have gone, like, from 1988 to 1998 so far. How? Byron's corruption trial was set to get underway in December of 1998. Mm Mm-hmm. A campaign was also underway to remove him from office that charged him with neglecting his office while pursuing personal political agendas. Yep. However, being under indictment did not stop Byron from running for a U.S. House seat in the oh summer of Oh my god! Further up! <laughs> Further in! Oh my god. Byron would win his primary. Really? Yep. Jesus Christ. In winning the primary, he gets the opportunity to go up against a 30-year incumbent by the name of Tommy Burke. Tommy what? Burke. B-U-R-K. Burke. A Burke. Burke. Oh, you ready to take a break from... Low tax and all of his shenanigans. Yes. I just... <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I mean, he's just such a harbinger of all the dysfunction that's like, we're just like, the, the sea of shit we're drowning in. Yeah. He was like one of the, like the first, like that distant, just like the the wave peeking in the You know, the Tommy Burke wouldn't like this, but it's kind of like evolution. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tommy. Byron Low Tax looper is an, ele- an evolution of a certain type of political creature. creature. <laughs> an actual, actually the nicest, uh, most PC way to put it, yeah, an actual creature. Like yeah. if you were to peel away his skin, it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing, Krang from the Ninja Turtles. That yes, was like in the, in the stomach of the robot. Yes, that's like Byron. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those. I don't like paying taxes. Even though my office has nothing to do oh, with setting yeah. tax rates, but whatever. <laughs> but it's time to take a break from low tax looper. Yay. And it's time for a worst song of the week. Dun, 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 dun. And it's bad. It, oh. It's everybody's favorite. Oh, is it bad, bad? It's everybody's favorite Nepo baby. Chet Hayes? No, Ray J. Oh, God. Just as bad. <laughs> But at least Ray J doesn't do like fake, well, not fake Jamaican, but uncomfortable Jamaican accents. Yeah, you know what? At least Chet can say he was on cocaine. Um. <laughs> if any of the cringe-worthy, bordering on racist shit Ooh. that kid ever does comes back to haunt him, mm-hmm. he can be like, "Those were the coke years." <laughs> True. And then maybe and then point out his dad. Look how wonderful. Yeah, it, maybe that'll save him. Ray J <laughs> has got no such. No. So this is a new one from Ray J's new mm-hmm. album. Oh, no. redemption. <laughs> oh, God, no. Redemption. No. no. Genie, it's a redemption, <sighs> not just any redemption. Yeah, it's it's a redemption. failure. Redemption is redemptive. Redemption is. Whoa, so without further ado, Ray Dumpster. Here is Ray J with Betting High. Betting High. <laughs> Go. Go away! Nope, Ray J is just gonna be out here annoying the fuck out of you. Uh, he's got some actually decent cameos from like Snoop Dogg and shit on this album. <laughs> And that just further solidifies my theory that Brandy is a very nice thing that yes. people don't mind doing favors for. Uh, or, I don't know. Or maybe those. Uh, why did he just ask me where my, where his car keys are like I'm in his fucking house? Why the fuck would I need Take those car keys and leave, leave. It, 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 it's like. It's, who, who, wha, why why leave Charles Barkley out of this, sir? He has nothing to do yeah. with it. Also, why do you sound like a Nickelodeon cartoon? Because he is in the. He sounds like 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 what? He sounds like he's on Hey Arnold, he's like or Doug. <laughs> this is Skeeter. This is Skeeter from Doug. You know, it's telling that the comments for this t- video are turned off. Humpty Dumpty had a great ball. I uh, could uh, uh, these haters. These haters at all. Giving Humpty Dumpty because Ray J is just a horrible rapper, man. Man, This is like straight out of private school. This is sad. I think the only thing worse than this was his versus performance was just That's amazing. Movie. That was bordering on beautiful. Because it was so fucking mad. Oh god. So, so mad. Alright y'all. If you are still in to self-harm Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go find the Ray J versus. Yes. Who, is he, who was he battling all against? I've um, never even heard of them. He was battling against a, a group called uh, Pretty Ricky. Yes, yes, yes. Which they were like an R&D group for 15 minutes in the early 2000s. They had like one or two songs. They were like a like a bootleg <laughs> like, Jodeci. Yeah. And, and so he was going up against them. And Ray J did his one song that everybody knows. One yeah. wish <laughs> It's all he got It's all he got And he was so off key yeah. It was like One wish One wish One wish, wish, one wish way, To my baby Yeah Yeah And it was and voices voice so- jacked <laughs> well, clearly. I mean, <laughs> we're listening to it right now, right? It does not have range. Yeah, outside of the nasal cavity. Either one's valid even on autotune. It's like, what the fuck McCullough is like. <laughs> this? Right yeah. my even, <laughs> even cheating can help me, sir. He just, part. just part. has, like, it's the little baby of voice. Exactly, like a Nick tune. Like Spongebob. Raw, make vagina squirt. Vagina squirt is fucking like, oh, my God. You not talk about some sports no in that place. I'm, I'm sorry, because I know. Although, I did hear like, the new song, 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 song from uh, Bob, Bob the Drag Queen's Gay Bars, and there, and there was something like, one of the lines was like, I'll mean, make I'll you mean, wetter I than, like, SpongeBob. That was funny. That's how you laugh with somebody. We're laughing. at Ray Oh, God, right. But on that verses, Ray J got out saying on his own song. was so hard. They, like, circled the carcass, too. Yeah. Like like, they, they had the harmonies tight. (laughs) And then Ray J was so mad that he had to bring Bro, out one of his children a to keep people from throwing rocks and soda cans he him. Really funny. She's like a little two year old boy, just <laughs> clutched his chest. Oh, you okay. can't ben, make fun of me when I got my two year old. You're ben not going to traumatize him. You're like traumatize so me, but not him. And that little boy had a look on his face because this was the exact moment he's learned his daddy nature. This moment right there was in his head. you're not a big deal at all. As my Dad, he, he really is not oh, Just, I mean listen though. yeah you know Ray J apparently is hard now I, hard how? I don't know but you know what I braved Mr. and Mrs. Norwood for this and that they weren't yeah. bullying Brandy and yeah I know right stop it I'm telling you I'm not in these people's homes or their yeah. lives, mm-hmm. but I can see the conversation in my head as clear <laughs> as day where Ray J is like, I want to go on verses. Brandy's like, nah, you don't got enough material. Yeah. Versus go verse. Vers- Stop it. You don't have verses. Mama! <laughs> Daddy! Brandy! Brandy won't give me a verses. <laughs> and they're like, Brandy, get your brother a verses. <laughs> Ma, it don't work that way. Brandy, get your brother a versus. 40 years old with a grown-ass child, and she's just like, fuck. <laughs> she's almost <laughs> as tired as <laughs> Tony Braxton. No one's more tired than Tony. And then soon, that's when she called Swift Beats and was <laughs> like, can y'all give my trifling just ass, please, brother? I'll do you a favor. I owe you. I just... Just get my brother first. It was worth it for that humiliation. It was. It was. So that was special. I that still want much. that Raycon uh earphones ad. <laughs> he will never give us an ad. Just know, Ray J that I will advertise your headphones, which I've heard Because he That's good. I've heard her okay. Yeah. But I still reserve the right to talk shit about you when you put out bad music. Cause this is America, motherfucker. And that was the, the worst song, song of the, the week. week. Boop, 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 boop. Well, Feel about old low tax looper. I feel like he is um, very much a Republican out of his time. I think he would be very normal in today's climate. Yeah, <laughs> very. He would fit right in. In a fucked up way, he's a visionary. He kind of is in a deeply fucked up way. In a profoundly damaging way. Yeah, he's a visionary, and it's just like boom on the nose. <laughs> so we're gonna take a little break from Byron Low Tax Looper. Okay. Talk about the murder of Tommy Burke. Oh, Tommy. Now, Tommy Burke is what I would consider the last of the old school Dixiecrats. Mm, Okay. And for those of us that haven't hit our fours and fives yet, (laughs) a Dixiecrat is what they used to call somebody that was a conservative but still voted caucus with the Democrats. Yes. Um, But because they are more conservative, they tend to be, well a little fucked up. Yeah. But we don't... I don't think we really have Dixiecrats anymore. Not like that. Not like that. Not like we did in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Because, like, what, like, fiscally, they were still kind of liberal. Right. And they were helpful to, like, working class constituents. And but they was... really wanted those constituents to be white. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the divide. And these were, like, what the, the Democrats... The racist Democrats who stayed Democrats even though the Democratic Party embraced civil rights. Right. And they're just kind of, like, some of them switched parties like Strom Thurmond. Yeah, but some of them stayed with the Democratic Party and yeah. they were called the Dixiecrats. Exactly. So, by 1998, Tommy Burke is the last of a dying breed. Yes. When it came to what a Dixiecrat yeah. is and how they worked. Um, Tommy, of course, because he was a Dixiecrat. Was opposed to abortion except for if the life of the mother was at yeah. stake. In 1991, Tommy sponsored a bill that would have people convicted of a DUI picking up trash on the side of a road in a vest <laughs> that said, "I am a drunk driver." Oh God! Better than jail. Yeah. I mean, it's like I don't think the humiliation is going to help these people. I think like rehab <laughs> or a program. No, no, no! If you embarrass them enough, they'll be fine. Yeah, shame will make you better. It would never work on me, but I think it'll work for you. Tommy also made a big push for Tennessee public schools to have the ability to fire teachers that taught evolution. Oh god, that is old school. That is some old school Dixie Crat shit. Yeah, and I think like a, the the Scopes Monkey Trial actually happened in Tennessee, so it did. Yep, it did. Fitting. It did. That is old school. Jesus. <laughs> so when I say that Tommy Burke was the last of a dying <laughs> breed, I mean it. Even in 1998, there was like maybe five Dixiecrats left and they was all well yeah. in the 70s, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But for all of his inflammatory and controversial views, most people that knew and worked with Tommy Burke said he was the salt of an earth guy. Mm-hmm. Who may disagree with you about the issues, but he was never disagreeable. Okay. He always treated everybody with the utmost kindness mm-hmm. and respect, even if he didn't dis- even if he disagreed. Okay. And he expected everybody to do That's, the same. That is kind. mature. We should all hopefully expect that. So it's it, mm. me and Tommy Burke would not have agreed on a lot of things, mm. but it sounds like he was an okay human being. Yeah. Yeah. And I can live with people not having the same opinion as me. It's been <laughs> True. Now, Tommy Burke was a farmer by trade. Mm. Um, hogs, pig, uh, hogs, sheep, cows, pumpkin patches, huh. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And for 30 years, he woke up before dawn so that he could tend to his livestock, mm-hmm. help his wife get their kids to school, and then make the 100-mile trip from his farm to the state capitol in Nashville mm-hmm. to get to work every day. <laughs> and he only missed work once. Oh, wow. And it was a snowstorm that was so bad that he couldn't get oh, Yeah, that'll do it. Like, he was so on top of it that if the weather was bad, they would take bets. Mm-hmm. On whether or not he was going to actually show up. Yeah. And it was only one time that it snowed so bad that even Tommy <laughs> Burke couldn't wow. make his way to the house in session. hmm On October 19, 1998, Tommy was up early as usual, tending to the farm and the livestock. And that day was going to be a special day because Tommy was expecting a few groups of school kids mm-hmm. to come by and look at the pumpkin patch. And oh, that's about cute farming. Yeah, that's adorable. I think that's sweet. Yeah. I remember going to the farms and doing yeah, shit like that. It was good was like, times. That's when I got, I got the baby cow used me as a pacifier. Aww, that's so cute. It was weird. Yeah. It's a big baby tongue. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> we were like in the dairy area mm-hmm. and the farmer's showing us how they milk yeah. cows in the machine. And I just happened to lean against the pin. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't have been more than like seven or eight. But I leaned against the pin. And the next thing I know, my arm all the way up to my elbow is just sucked <laughs> into the mouth of this baby cow. <laughs> and it's just a chew when it's cud, and sucking yeah. on my arm. And I'm just like, I'm like frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know what to do because I've, I'm, I'm being eaten. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. But it's very weird. Yeah, I can imagine. The suction was insane. <laughs> and then, then the farmer saw what was happening. He came and he pulled my arm out of the cow's mouth, and it made a <laughs> sound. And I was covered in cow juice from yeah. the elbow down. <laughs> Ew. To which the farmer explained to us that baby cows are just like any other baby, Mm -hmm. and they like to suckle on things. Yeah. And that's why he tried to eat my arms. Yes. You know, just telling that story. I can feel it on my hand. (laughs) It is a singular experience that you never get over. Yeah. So, yeah, he's excited. All these little kids are coming to the farm. Mm -hmm. It's pumpkin patch time. Around 10 a.m., Tommy was out in his truck when a shot rang out. Tommy's body was found by a farmhand, mm. and Tommy Burke was found sitting in his truck, slumped over the steering wheel with a gunshot wound to his head. Oh, oh, Tommy, that's awful. Yeah, like it's, I disagree with Tommy Burke on a lot of things. Yeah, but he deserved this. No, not even a little bit. I, it's and it it's shitty, but <laughs> I'm glad he was doing something he loved—farming. Yeah, getting ready for little okay. kids. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't see it coming. Yeah, he didn't seem to. He was just getting in his truck to go on to the next shore. Yeah, looking forward to something. Yeah. Yeah. The police were on the scene within 30 minutes of the shooting and quickly classified Tommy's death as a murder. Mm -hmm. When talking to the farmhand that found Tommy's body, he told the cops that he and Tommy had seen a black sedan driving back and forth in front of the farm that morning. Mm. Which is weird because they're yeah. in the middle of nowhere and um, yeah, a black Audi just driving up and down the street is this weird. It's going to be a little unusual. Right. Because just like based on the vehicle it is. There's yeah. going to be like a lot of trucks and, and like beaters out there. Right. Yeah. Not because farmers can't get nice cars, but it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They're going to drive their work yeah. stuff, which generally don't tend to be Audis. Yeah. So as the cops were wrapping up the crime scene investigation, they took all the prints, they did all of the things. They were stumped. They were like, who? Clearly he's been murdered. Yeah. This is not natural. This is not some (laughs) sort of farm accident. No. Or hunting accident. Yeah, yeah. But they couldn't for the life of them think of anybody that would want Tommy Burke dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he's a controversial guy, but yeah, not that not controversial. Like that. You know? He's not on the right side of the of controversy to get assassinated. No, not even a little <laughs> bit. There's a certain strain that does. No. <laughs> but the day after Tommy's murder, the th- hand called the cops again. He had worked with a sketch artist because he said that they'd seen a car. Yes. And he said that he saw the guy yeah. in the car and they had him work with a sketch artist to nice. do a sketch. And he was like, yep, that looks like the guy. Then the next day he's watching TV, and who does he see a commercial for? <laughs> Byron, low Tax motherfucking looper. Oh, and he's like, that's the guy from mm. the alley. That's the guy I saw. So he calls the cops back, and he's like, I saw the guy again on TV. It's that low tax looper asshole. <laughs> that's the guy I saw in the black sedan. <sighs> Trash. So with no other leads, the cops are like, "Well, we got to go find Byron." Mm-hmm. But now Byron is nowhere to be found. Dun dun dun! So while they're trying to figure out where Byron went, <laughs> yeah, the investigators get another tip from a man named Joe Bond. Joe Bond. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Not as wacky as last uh, episode's names, but I like oh, I like Limon. Joe Bond. Bond. Joseph no, Bond. I was trying for a better Bond joke, but that's all I got. I, I yeah. There bond. isn't a better Bond joke. There yeah. isn't. I did go to junior high with a kid named James Bond. I, I went to college with a kid named James Bond. Like, parents can't resist it when they've got the Bond name. It's like one of them's gotta James be James. And he would introduce himself in class as Bond. James Bond. Cool. I mean, yeah, yeah I'd I mean, be I, 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 what else can you do? I mean, true story. But yeah, that's how he used to, he would stand up, introduce yourself to class, my name is Bond. James Bond. (laughs) He was a weird kid. Anyway. (laughs) So they get a tip from Bond. Joe Joe Bond. Bond. (laughs) And Joe Bond was a high school friend of Byron's, and they had recently rekindled their friendship. Mm -hmm. According to Joe... Byron came by his house in Hot Springs, Arkansas a few months before Tommy oh. was killed. Mm-hmm. Byron told Jill that he was running for the U.S. House and his job, his plan to win, yes. was to kill his opponent. Oh my god! You can't tell a Bond <laughs> that you're gonna like murder statesman. You don't a tell statesman. anybody that you're gonna murder a statesman. <laughs> Especially a Bond. Don't tell anybody. First of all, don't do it. But yeah. if you're going to do it, don't tell people that you're going to do it, you Momo. <laughs> that is so dumb. And like, I've tried everything. I've tried lying. I've tried being corrupt. Now it's time to kill people. Because he wouldn't have won. No. Tommy Burke, regardless of what I think of his, his politics, he was so well liked. Yeah. By his what constituents. Yeah. And his co-workers. That man would have yeah it is hard to move someone out of that position once they're in it. He met an untimely end, but that man was on a path to die in office, no matter what. yeah shouldn't have happened right then and there. Mm-hmm. but he was going to die in office. and ironically, if there was um ironically, if there was you know term limits, he might still be alive. some True other dude. story. True story. I'm not saying Byron wouldn't have tried to kill somebody. I'm just saying it could have been someone else. Could have been a completely different person. Yeah. Right? Now, Joe didn't take Byron seriously at the time because why would you? Right? That would just, yeah, whatever, whatever, Byron.
1: Like, okay. Okay,
0: you loopy bastard. <laughs> You're the one that changed yeah. your middle name to low tax. You're I just know. fucking weird. And I want to kill my boss. and Yeah. yeah Right. I want to kill my boss every other day. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But all of that seriously changed when Joe read about the murder of Tommy Burke <laughs> in the papers. He was like, God damn it. Did he? Oh my God. Did he? He, he fucking did it. <laughs> Joe was like, holy shit. This moron this really did it. Blood running cold. Uh,
1: pretty much. out.
0: With this information in hand, it was more important than ever for the <laughs> cops to find and talk to Byron. Yeah low-tax looper. Did they look at Puerto Rico? They didn't have to go all the way to Puerto Rico. (laughs) They traced Byron's trail going south, away from the Burke Farm Mm -hmm. before he stopped in Arkansas to see Joe. (laughs) Then Byron made a stop in Georgia before heading back to Cooksville. Oh. It would take about five days for the cops to find Byron. Mm -hmm. Give or take. But when they caught up with him, he was arrested at home without incident. <laughs> okay. They just sat on his house and waited for him to come <laughs> back. So he's like he's gonna come home sometime. When the cops did find Byron, they felt that they were finally able to come up with the motive for the crime. Mm-hmm. Byron wanted Tommy Burke dead, yep. so that he could take advantage of an obscure law that says that if a candidate dies within thirty days of the election. The deceased name would be removed from the ballot. And because all other deadlines that you would have to mm-hmm. hit to get your name on the ballot in the first place yeah. would be gone and over, he would be running unopposed. Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> oh, they found evidence that he looked this law. This is a law <laughs> that's like so obscure that even people currently sitting in the Senate and the yep. House didn't know it. Was. <laughs> Like, this is a, a law that dates back to 16. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, when people. This is were, common law. British common law. Right. Weird shit. Wow. So, no one in the state of Tennessee is comfortable with the idea that Byron Luther could win <laughs> his race for the House on a technicality. Yeah. So, the Democratic machine and the Republican machine, in a rare, <laughs> rare instance of bipartisanship, they went to work hard. On a write-in campaign for good. Tommy's widow, Charlotte. Yeah, good. To give her, um, you know, get her yeah. elected. And uh, she won. 90%, 90% of the fucking vote. Yay, good for her. 90% of the vote. Yay, cooperation. And she would hold office until she retired in 2014. Wow, oh, good for her. I'm sorry she's a widow. Yeah, it, it's interesting. A lot of, it's not uncommon for... Um, the widowed spouse to Not like, at all ceremonially, because c- yeah. when John McCain's wife took his seat for a hot minute, yeah, when uh, Mary Bono took over for Sonny Bono, she no, I think she got voted out like in twenty twelve or something. But, but she usually, was in a seat for a while. Yeah, usually it's very ceremonial, mm-hmm. and then like they're a lame duck until that next cycle comes along. Yeah, and, they, and a lot of them like run for office and get elected outright. Right, which is what his wife did. Mm-hmm. Um, and she retired from office in 2014. One of her first orders of business after she got elected was to change that fucking weird-ass <laughs> law. Yeah. It says you can just murder somebody <laughs> yeah. and it's fine. Well, to be fair, it didn't say you could murder somebody. It but, just said but, there's you, you, an instance where you can run unopposed. Right. So she got that shit changed. <laughs> yeah. One of her first orders of business. Byron got 1,000 votes. <laughs> And those one thousand votes were all early ballots that were sent in before the murder happened. Fair. I'll so he, have lost. It. He, he lost. He he lost. Good. Soundly and roundly. Good. <laughs> oh, are you ready for the trial of? Mr. Looper. Yes, I am so ready. Get this fuckery out of the way. <laughs> yeah. This level of unprofessionalism, far too much. Well, that's why he got con, got indicted for 14 crimes and... Man. like Crimes and, and corruption. Not just <laughs> corruption, but crimes and yeah. corruption. It seems like every variety of corruption crime he committed... Yes. Hence the 14 counts. But remember, it's the good old boy network and the democratic machine, Jeannie. Every accusation is a confession. So we're going to cleanse the palace Yay! of the low tax looper for a minute with Truth. a new ish track from one of my favorites, In Flames. Awesome. They should be coming to town soon, I think. Ooh. You know who is coming to town soon, though? Who? Goat Horror is coming back. Ah. And they are going to be playing. With, like, not no effects. God that, damn it, it just flew out of my head. Uh, KMFDM? I saw that they were in town. I think they're going to be, what, at the Belasco? Yeah, KMFDM's going to be at the Belasco. Let's do it. We may have to go check it yeah. out. Yeah. I want to see. Wanna see <laughs> Does it really stand for kill motherfucking Depeche Mode? Maybe. I think that's a 90s rumor, but I like it. And I remember them very fondly from the the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! (laughs) Finish him. (laughs) Flawless victory. So here is the new one from In Flames. It's called State of Slow Decay. Mm-hmm. I do love their drums. I know, really and that me. crunch immediately as we're going Oh, in flames! They've been around forever. They're yeah. aging gracefully, which I like. Mm-hmm. Good Please. wizard beards. Yeah, you know, lean, lean fully into the Death Metal silver box. Yeah, into it. Don't don't dye your hair black because you're not fooling me. (laughs) I see you, sir. Gene Simmons. (laughs) Stop. That man is a gargoyle, and you know it. He's always been a gargoyle. Remember when we worked in the office where he had an office and it was? Yeah. He is he is not a woman born. That man is a gargoyle. (laughs) Gene Simmons. Not the fun kind. He lives on top of a Beverly Hills cathedral. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because. He comes down during the day to get grilled cheese yeah. sandwiches from that one restaurant. Exactly. At night, Bill Deere squats on him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is a gargoyle. And this is some good gargoyle gargoyle music. Oh, yeah. I mean passing by the gates of the shadows of hell. hell! Oh, yes! They're so tight. Oh, they are so good live. Yeah. Plus back, In Flames is one of the bands that gave me a touch of titus. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, <laughs> saw uh, them at a festival called Show Us Your Scars. Wow. Nice. And I was I was in the front a little too close to, uh, uh, to an amp. And yeah, uh, yeah. thank you with That's why we're grown-ups with like earplugs now. Like specially designed concert earplugs. I get the good ones, none of that foam bullshit. No, I want the stuff where I can hear it, like precisely yes. what the person next to me is saying. Exactly. I love their They're magic. Shit. They're good. I love mine. And the other band that gave me Tinnitus was Suno. Oh yeah, that's right. Suno gave me a touch of tinnitus because those fuckers are wow. Oh this guitar. This mmm. Yes. Yeah. I would I uh, very much the love musicianship. Oh, they are so fucking good. And they're one of those metal bands that sometimes when I see the audience I'm like, you really don't pay attention to the lyrics, do <laughs> They might be like with me and have dumb ears. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of the lyrics and stuff for In Flames tend to be on the environmentally progressive side. Mm. So, like this one particularly, is like the slow state of decay. That yeah, I mean, mean, for real. As you know, as a society of like billionaires yeah. and just people and, <laughs> and all of that shit. And it's funny when sometimes I see people at their shows. and, like, you just hear it for that. <laughs> <laughs> Shallow, I mean, God, you're shallow I haven't paid attention to anything else other than (laughs) You just, like, the screaming Because you're shallow It's like, it's kind of like how people say Like, at a Rage Against the Machine show (laughs) You can tell (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You can tell and Who doesn't I remember you telling me about Seeing the Wu-Tang And those girls that were just, like, bumping and grinding Like, do you know what they're talking about? Yeah, like, looks like, no (laughs) Yeah, the beat is sick, but <laughs> it's like it really needs only one Wu-Tang song that you can pop like that to, and that's Chocolate Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Which is one of my favorite. I it mean, it's a great song. Yes. But yeah, you can really only do that to Chocolate Deluxe. <laughs> and like, why are you dropping it? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you I You just hear yeah, it's just the beat. I mean, I understand wanting to do that for nothing, man, but he's way over there. <laughs> And you can't have him. And he's married, and I don't think his wife would appreciate it. No. As I'm sure she's a lovely woman to keep method because they've been married for like 20-something years. Oh, so congrats. Oh, that's while. nice. I always like to hear that. Oh, that was great. And that was the best, best song, song of the week. <laughs> oh, I will go into some tools. <laughs> <laughs> don't me. Yeah, we got to go see them in KMFDM. Oh, boy. I... Let's do it. KMFDM is a Yes. Um, Tool is a maybe. I've seen Tool live before. Mm. Um, Tool... They're <laughs> harder to get into, though, aren't they? No, no. The show itself is great. It's other Tool fans. <laughs> yeah. Other Tool fans that yeah. are bothersome. Yeah. Um, Tool fans are only slightly less violent than Hall & fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Duh, I mean to hear you say it, it's ridiculous. But I'm like, of course, though. Because of course, Holland Oates thugs are the worst because you're dealing with the same like early middle fifties, never leave the house. This is the best moment of my life yeah. in the last twenty five years. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, you're like low grade, not racist Tucker Carlson's. You're Just still dealing with those people. Boat shoe yacht rock trash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes and so Teak Tool is on my list of mm. bands that I love but I don't know if I ever need to see them live oh again because God. their crowds are the worst horrible. yeah not as violent That's as bad. Hall & Oates <laughs> I don't doubt it Hall & are violent those people are, those are an angry middle aged people Throw and try to throw people down the stairs because you sat on the wrong bench. Do you know bowl? who I am? I am the high school bully from 1987. Thank you. It was all of that. I'm like in the middle of Sarah's smile. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, Meatballs is being re- reenacted it's in like, stand. Oh, it's hollow notes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How small are your lives? Jeez. Just enjoy the. The, R- yeah, the blue-eyed soul Yacht Rock yeah. of the Hall of the Oats. It's just very They young. have children. Don't do this in front of their daughters. Look, I'll maybe consider Tool before I go back to a Hall of the Oats show. Man. That. Kenny Loggins is out. <laughs> oh, no. Now that we've had the off-mic huddle about Drag Race. Right. We proudly bring you to section four. <laughs> the trial of Byron. Parens, low tax. Low tax oh. <gasps> and I am press. I'm going to go to jail. Looper. Yeah, don't forget the fucking prems. It's legal. I just come slander. The, the prems are on the legal <laughs> paperwork. Now, it would take a little over a year for Byron to go to trial over the murder of Tommy Burke. hmm most of the delays were caused by Byron constantly hiring and firing new lawyers. <laughs> you know, it is like in the scumbags playbook. Okay. just How me. do I get Slither out of the, the, the kind of man that will look for a loophole to run unopposed? You know, his name's Looper for a reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, just because your name is Looper doesn't mean you got to go around looping. Oh, God. Please tell me the death penalties in play. This is Tennessee, after all. We'll get there. <gasps> really? We'll get there. Christmas. Um. Before, but after going through nearing a dozen lawyers in a year's time. God. Byron was eventually a forced to settle. This is another one of those like blood oath things where yes. the judge is like, "If you sign on to this case, you ain't going nowhere." <laughs> yeah. He oh, is not allowed to fire you. You are not allowed to quit. Blood oh. <laughs> Yes. Right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And so Byron was forced to settle for <laughs> the defense team of McCracken Poston. Oh my god. And Ron Cordova were his legal team. I also just like saying McCracken Poston. That is awesome. Yeah. Kraken like, Poston. What in the Civil War hell I are you named know. after? Like, what Confederate general did this? Okay. What's... And Ron Cordova. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what in the Scottish refugee hell did this I name know. come from? Cordova? No, McCracken. I was <laughs> McCracken Poston. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And he is... Just as weird as his name sounds, I've seen interviews with him. He does not shy away from the limelight. Mm-hmm. Even if he loses a case, he likes the high-profile stuff. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good interview. Not surprising from a lawyer. There's a named McCracken. Yeah. Do you think his friends call him Crack? Mac Crack. McCrack. I
1: Mackie. bet you his friends
0: probably call him Mac. That or Cracky. I, it could go either way. I would, I would, if my name were McCracken, I would say just call me Mac. Yeah, because all the crack rock jokes oh, get true. really old really quick, and then I, I would to fight everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if I was called McCracken. I would be like, just call me Mac. You, your parents would never do that to you. Thank God, right? But having a legal team in place did not make Byron an easy client to of defend. Of course not. He said. Delusional moron. According to McCracken, Byron knew just enough about the legal system to make representing himself, representing him difficult. Yeah. And to make him dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. Byron actively hides information from his Mm. legal team. Of course. Um, he steals papers from them and (laughs) throws them away, uh. He he replaces their briefs that he doesn't like with ones that he would prefer them to use instead. He's constantly challenging their strategy. Yeah. He's a fucking nightmare. Oh, God. McCracken doesn't deserve this. Nor Ron. No. And he was also trying to fire them constantly. (laughs) But the judge was like, Blood Oath is in place. (laughs) Nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. I've done a year of this fuckery. It's time for a blood-o. i will throw you all in jail. If one more time. Try it. <laughs> I will turn this courtroom around. Yeah, that's basically what the judge is doing. <laughs> I will turn this courtroom around right now if we don't keep pushing. So the prosecution's case was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. When the trial finally got underway in 2000... It was like, Byron's a corrupt politician. Look at these 14 fucking counts of corruption and crimes who wanted power of politics so badly that he would kill a popular opponent that he knew he couldn't beat fair and square. Yeah. For their part, the defense tried to insert reasonable doubt doubt by insinuating that Byron was too much of a bumbling idiot (laughs) to shoot Tommy Burks in the head from two feet away. Yes. They're like, he's a moron. Yeah. He, look at him. Look at him. He can barely dress himself. Matter of fact, let me find, hold on, because I don't think I've done it yet. Let me find you a picture of Byron Lutex Looper. There's old Byron. Oh, God, I just want to punch that face. So He does look like a, a snooty know-it-all. So, <laughs> technically, actually, actually, technically. So to paint a picture, Byron Looper's about five, ten, six feet man size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dark hair. Probably had the same haircut since he was in kindergarten. Yep. Short little swoop bang parted yeah. to the left. Wire rim glasses. Yeah. A round yet jowly face. Yeah, he looks he's got a bird face. Yeah. On a round, on like a round but like his eyes and everything, everything is tiny and pinched. Yeah, and round, but and can, he has a beak. He
1: well, has a
0: beak. You can tell when he's older; he's gonna get jowly mm-hmm. on the sides. Um, and he does. He looks like I know we joke about Captain actually, but if I looked at <laughs> Captain actually in the dictionary, I think Byron Looper would be one of the ten people that I could think yes. of that fit yeah. the description of Captain actually. Yeah, we well, you know he's the most educated tax oh, yes, assessor ever. in all of in the in history of Tennessee. Tennessee. All of it. So, like I said, the defense was like, Byron's an idiot. Mm. He could not have done this. That's actually not a bad strategy. He's a bumbling, stumbling, mumbling moron. Yeah, look look at him. Just (laughs) look at him. (laughs) And there is no way that he could have killed Tommy Burke on his own. Yeah. look at this mumbling, bubbling son of a bitch. (laughs) Instead, they posited that Byron got his friend and military firearms specialist Joe Bond to kill Tommy. <laughs> Bond. Joe, Joe Bond. Bond. Well Joe, while he was on the stand, Joe Bond did admit to talking to Byron about what kind of gun would be best for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How to do it. When to do it. Yeah. And to but, be fair for Southern men, this is just casual talk. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that they're in a part of the country that gun culture is as such. Yeah. That you can talk about the right gun for a specific job and people not necessarily make the leap that you're going to commit a crime. Yeah. It's just like talking about cars. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to drive 300 miles an hour in the Autobahn for real. Right. <laughs> and Byron's just fucking weird. Yeah. He's always been a weird kid mm. ever since high school. It's fine. Yeah. You know, we've all been so upset at a boss that we wanted to shoot him dead, we don't do it. It just, yeah, it makes sense that that wouldn't necessarily ring alarm bells. Right. But Joe wasn't the only person with evidence against Byron. Mm. While he was awaiting trial, um, an inmate road crew had actually found the gun that um, Byron had used to kill Tommy. He threw it in a field driving away from the farm. (laughs) Inmate road crew found it. How there ironic. were also several political consultants that Byron had wanted to hire from his campaign. Mm-hmm. And he had told all of them that, you know, we could run this campaign at a minimal expense because I'm gonna end up running unopposed because I'm gonna kill Tommy Burke. He what? Yeah. Oh my god. None of the consultants took the job. No. Because they were just like, that is that is a strange thing to say, sir. Yeah, you're not gonna win. You so are crazy. That is a weird fucking thing to no say. No thanks. No thanks. Yeah. No. So they all turned the job down. So he was pretty open. Wow. I just I can't wrap my head around that. I don't know if that's entitlement or like crazy. Both things can be true. You can be entitled yeah. and be crazy at the same time. That and slop. That just seems sloppy too. But it fits with his. I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm a, I'm yeah. a tax assessor. I'm untouchable. Like. Mm. That vibe that he thinks he can just get away with it. Dang. You know? The cops were also able to prove that Byron had the tires of his black Audi changed (laughs) during the five-day period that him and his car were missing before his arrest. Oh, They were basically able to track down a tire store where he had bought new tires, Mm -hmm. and there was nothing wrong with his old tires. He just had them changed. Yeah, And the tire place that he went to for the new tires... Audi tires are kind of a big deal and expensive. Mm. You can't just put any old tire on an Audi. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. It's like you can't put any old tire on a Benz or certain cars. Like their rims and stuff are weird. They can only take certain ones. Yeah. And so there was nothing wrong with those tires. So he kept them. Yeah. Because he was like, I can resell these later. If I get another (laughs) person that wants Audi tires, I got them now. Yeah. You know? So they were able to take those tires, that the guy did not sell straight away, mm-hmm. and match them up to the tire tracks nice. that were peel out at <laughs> yeah. the scene of the crime. So yeah, they were able to prove it was his car. Nice. And they found his old tires. <laughs> and his gun. And then of course, there were the eyewitnesses, like the testimony from the farmhand that saw Byron mm-hmm. driving back and forth in front of a farm Sharking half a dozen around. times. Yeah. Probably just, like, trying to amp himself up. Gonna do it, 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 gonna do it. it." (laughs) Just driving back and forth in front of this farm. For their part, the defense did try to say that Byron couldn't have committed the murder because he was at his mother's house two counties away at the time (laughs) of the killing. The only problem with that, though, is that on the stand, Byron's mom admitted That she had never seen her son on the day of the murder. That's a good Christian woman. She's not going to break the commandment. But. 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 but, but. but. She is a mother. Yes. And she knows her son. Oh, God. He wouldn't do that. No. You know, even though she didn't lay eyes on him. Yeah. She knew he had been in the house because of the state in which her bathroom was left. (laughs) See, as a mother, she knows her children. Yes. And she knows that Byron needs exactly three towels to shower. Oh my god. One what? to walk on. Yes. And one to dry himself with. Mm-hmm. And then one to wrap around when he leaves the bathroom. Yeah. So if she sees three towels just yes. laying around in her bathroom, uh, pig? she knows Byron... Pig? <laughs> Do that to your mother, that's how you dirty she, pig. That's how she knows Byron had been at her house. My son is a swine, your honor. <laughs> and he likes to leave wet towels on my floor, unannounced, unexpected. And Unhorned. when I walked into that ba- bathroom and saw that slovenly pile, I'm like, ah, it was mine. <laughs> it it was, was my baby that did this. Because she is aware of her son's <laughs> slovenly state. She knew that he. Splattered. She knew that he had been there, <laughs> even though he had, she had not laid eyes mm-hmm. on the boy. I know by his piggy pig ways, he was in my bathroom. And they were like, "Well, that's nice, Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> very nice for you, <sighs> lady."
1: That's lady. his defense.
0: I was at my mama's. He was looking how nasty my bathroom is. That's that's kind of sweet. Like that's the closest his mother could come to lying for an alibi. I can't I, outright say I saw you because I'm not going to hell. But I'll say <laughs> that you left my bathroom a mess. <laughs> Your three towels. It bugs me. It really bothers me, Byron. We're gonna have this out. I'm gonna have this out in the courtroom.
1: And that is how and yeah, she everyone knew. was
0: like, you pig. And you know, everybody was like, real. okay, girl. Three, okay. Three <laughs> towels. We believe that he does that. We don't believe he did it that day. Exactly. I do. I, I can believe that he's oh, one yes. of those wasteful people that showers with three, four fucking towels. Time. Oh, my God. And leaves it for his mother to clean up. So, on August twenty third, 2000, Byron Perens, low-tax Perens Looper, was convicted of the murder of Tommy Burke and sentenced to life in prison. Yay! Um, The death penalty was on the table. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) But the Burke family decided not to pursue it. Oh, okay. Because they were like, let him suffer. Yeah, I respect that. It's better that way. Yeah. But it was so dumb, I'm glad (laughs) death was on the table. (laughs) Briefly, though. After his conviction, the corruption charges against Byron were dropped... (laughs) Because they were like, fuck it. We, we, we gotcha. He's going to jail for like the little 18 months yeah. we're going to give him for corruption, don't mean shit. You done been got, so. <laughs> yeah, they, they they were like, it's really not worth it. He's yeah. already going to be. It's a in. waste of taxpayer money at that point. And then, right, and then of course the, the Democratic machine is out here. <laughs> <laughs> On June 16, 2013, Byron. Parents, low tax parents Looper, died in prison of a heart attack. Yay. Good. Um, yeah, he was a he was a weird prisoner. No doubt. Yeah. Um his cell was constantly filled with law books and <laughs> motions and I'm assuming yeah. press releases to nowhere. Um before he died, um, apparently he put the pause on a pregnant um oh. Officer? Yeah. Or psychiatrist? Mm-hmm. He put the paws on a pregnant woman. Yeah. That was on the staff basically. Um, Byron's family seems to believe that his heart attack was not a natural death. Mm. Um, he did die of a heart attack but they said that he had severely, severely elevated levels of antidepressants in his system. Okay. And that's a point of a cause to something else. Mm. There's an inmate that told his girlfriend, I got to get out of here. They just beat this fat white man to death. <laughs> possible. Um, I mean, anything's possible. Yeah. Especially um, in our carceral system. Yeah. Um, His family did hire for a second autopsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was inconclusive. I mean, it came to the same decision. Yeah. Like, that he had had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have enough medical information or find anything else really on him to make a decision. Was it something other than a heart attack? Yeah. Mm. I think you don't really hear much about it after that. I I honestly know Shade's family probably didn't have the money to do the kind of forensic investigation into that. And it probably would have been for naught. Yeah. Because he's dead now. Yeah. And that... What's the story of Byron Text Looper? Of Looney. Looney Looper. Byron <laughs> Looney. I got with assess the tax, TV. Oh, God. He should have ended up in the Looney bin before he actually like hurt <laughs> a person. He He told so many people. Oh, God. I know! I'm gonna run out of hoes. So I'm gonna kill Commie Burton, so you wanna manage my campaign? Oh, my God. Uh, he, he just told people. Commie Burke? Did he call him a commie? No, it's Tommy Burke. I thought he said commie Burke. No, that would be today. No, if he had thought of it, you know, he wouldn't have been above it if he had thought of it. But he just Amen. Isn't, he isn't that clever. You know, it's pitiful that, like, these people could be bipartisan and get rid of him then. And yeah. George Santos persists today. No, seriously, the Republican Party was like, we don't. <laughs> I don't know what this, this is. This guy's a weirdo, and we don't want him. Even when, even when he was running for respective offices, he did not get any support from the, <laughs> from the RNC yeah. machine writ large. This is a sick puppy. They were just like... He, Actually, I think Mitt Romney called George Santos a sick he did. puppy. Like, <laughs> Which, like, in his language is motherfucker. Okay. I mean, like, literally the RNC was like, this dude is a rhino. Republican in name only. Yeah. We, we don't want nothing Mm-mm. to do with this kind of crazy. We don't know what's happening over here, but it is not ours. Yeah. We we can tell you're confused because his middle name's <laughs> tax, but we don't want tax that bad. No. So he really did not have <laughs> any support from the Democratic or the Republican machine into the Tennessee writ large. Oh, uh, if only mm. we were that functional again. Nobody liked this guy. Mm. And on that note, I have been Samara. And I have been traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's tax season. Oh, it is. I like tax I, season, though. You know what? I did this case because I was like, it's tax season. Let me find a tax. Yeah. Tur- return your tax returns. <laughs> Turn them in. File on time. Yes. <laughs> also, it's funny that I found a tax murder. I know, right? Death is trying to happen. You can never avoid them. Not really. And what's that note... I've been Samara. And I've been Jeannie. And this has been Talk Talk Deadly Deadly to Me. me. See you next week, y'all. Do-do-do-do-do-do.